Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the message. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing and how you can get involved, check out our website, message.org.uk. This morning we will continue to study the books, the book of Acts in chapter 19. So I would like to invite you to open with me the chapter 19. We will see a few verses here and there. And I would like to start with a, a, a very brief verse in mind. That is John chapter 10, verse 10. Do, who here knows John chapter 10, verse 10? Raise your hand. Come on, people. Come on. <laughs> I'll wait a little bit. But in this text, Jesus promises that he came that they may have and enjoy life. And have it in abundance. So we receive, the disciples of Jesus receive a promise of a full life if we follow him. But I have a confession to make, I don't know you, but when I heard this text in the, for the first time in my Sunday school as a child and, and uh, the teacher told me about this full life that Jesus offered, the first thing that came in my mind was, I imagine that uh, uh, my whole bedroom, my whole, my whole bedroom full of biscuits and uh, all, all the treats that I really like. And oh, what amazing this abundance that Jesus could provide. If someone sometimes is lacking money or having some financial issues, when we read this text, we easily are tempted to think, oh, Jesus will solve my financial problem. Hallelujah. If someone is ill, we will think about a, a full life, about full health or things like that. But when Jesus talks about a full life, the full life that Jesus promises us, it's a, a life that sometimes we are not so, so clear in our minds or we don't have a proper understanding of it. And so easily we are not living this full life. We heard about beautiful promises of the Lord. We know about a lot of stuff that the Bible told us. But when it's about to live this full life, when we measure this full life in our whole lives, sometimes we look to the mirror and we perceive that we are very away of this full life. We look and say for ourselves, should be something missing. There's something that I could enjoy even more. I don't know if you are familiar with the syndrome, the, the modern syndrome of FOMO, the fe fear of missing out. And as Christians, we should develop a kind of fear of missing God. Because a lot of stuff that God promises us, if we not be aware or prepared, we could lose these promises that God gave us. And we could live a life in such a way that we will not be the life that the Lord promised us. And we need to be prepared. We need to stand up. We need to open our eyes and perceive what would be this full life that the Lord promised. What would be this full life? When we pass through the scriptures, the first one that we saw living this full life, of course, was Jesus. And Jesus, we saw persecutions, we saw a lot of fights, struggles, but at the same time, we saw Jesus living a full life. The other ones was the disciples, the apostles. And when we arrived here in chapter 19 of Acts, we saw the full ministry of Paul in Ephesus and, and the revival that happened on that place. And we saw the apostle with a lot of struggles, battles, but at the same time, we can see in the life of this man a full life. And today, a kind of a paradoxical way that we are used to think about a full life, 
we are called to see a little bit more and, and to uh, perceive in the light of this text, this full life and compared to our, our own lives. So the first thing that make of Paul's life and the life of the disciples and Jesus and us a full life, the, one of the main characteristics of a full life is mission. Are you living in mission? Ask your brother and sister at your side, are you living in mission? We know that as church, sometimes we, we love the term, we, we know what is ministry, we know what sometimes burns in our hearts to do here and there in the church. But the problem is sometimes even knowing what's right to do, that is to serve the Lord and give our lives to the Lord, we not always serve the Lord with the right commitment level that he expects us to serve. So we know about mission. We know that the Lord called us to surrender our lives, to seek the kingdom first. But when we search for our hearts, and I don't know you, but as a pastor for many years, I saw this in the life of many in my church. Uh, Jesus calling, come, seek me first. I will bless you. I will change your life. And the answer of many, yes, Lord, I will be here every Sunday from 10 to 12. And, and after that, next week, I will return. Sometimes we, we know the right thing to do, but we don't have the, the commitment that we need to do with it. We love Jesus. We love the promises of the Lord. But when came to the moment where we should step up and leave all the promises that the Lord asked us to leave, trusting him fully. In many cases, we don't have this level of commitment. When we saw this text, and I would like to read with you a few verses. In Ephesus, Paul arrived there and he, in the beginning of the chapter, finds some disciples there. And there's 12 disciples that heard the message from Apollos and they only knew the baptism of John and Paul arrived, prayed with them, they received the power of the Holy Spirit. And in verse 7 to verse 10, the text says in this way, there were about 12 men in all. And he entered the synagogue and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some become stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. In this text, Luke is, is telling us the Pentecost that is happening now in the region of Asia. In the beginning of the book of Acts, we saw Luke telling us in verse one, uh, chapter 1, 8, that the message, the gospel, the Christianity is expanding from Jerusalem and will reach the ends of the earth. And we saw in chapter 28 when finally the gospel arrived in Rome. But here the message is in the middle of the way, in the region of Asia Minor. And this text starts telling that the first disciples there, they received the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues and prophesying. And it's kind of recounting the story of Pentecost. The Pentecost is moving. The Lord is moving. The word of the Lord is moving through the world. And the story and the ministry of Paul is very significant on this part. 
We saw a man not only committed to preach on Sundays, but a man that started a mission there that was very brief in the beginning. They extend for three months. And in the end, the journey says that was more two years doing mission that place. We are here at the message. We visit schools. We do a lot of stuff in several places. But sometimes we are so rejoicing when the mission ends. We return home and, okay, nice, uh, a, a time for a nice bathtub, a, a time to watch a little bit of Netflix. The mission was done. Hallelujah. Let's go back home. But the level of commitment that the Lord asks us is a, a full commitment with his mission. But it's not only a something that we should give us or something that we should do. But it's also something that we will experience from the Lord in another completely level. So when we serve the Lord, there is a pleasure, there is a joy, there is a contentment to those who are willing to fully commit themselves with the Lord, to serve the Lord. They will enjoy the Lord in a such deep way. Like Paul, like the disciples, like the others. And this is so powerful. This is so contagious. This is so pleasure that we can abandon mission or ministry. Because it's so good. The Lord blesses. The joy of the Lord fills us. And we are so filled when we do the serve of the Lord. That we found the, the Lord doing with us when we serve in ministry. So it's really amazing when we saw in this text that Paul not only do a, a very start ministry there and, and he saw a little bit of the word and go home to rest, but he decided to stay. The, as the demands grew, he stayed there. He invested their life. He was uh, committed to staying in Ephesus for how long the, the Lord desired to bless those people. And I would ask you, are you... Uh, free and able to serve the Lord with, with the same level of commitment. If the Lord told you, you visit a school and the Lord say, okay, now you stay here for two years. Two? <laughs> Are you able to visit uh, some of the, our mission fields? Like uh, we have a few academy students that visit uh, Germany uh, 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 some time ago. And imagine the Lord saying, okay, it's good. But now you will stay and you will do mission. You, do spend, you will spend your life here serving these people. You will give your life. You gave your time. You will give all that you have to serve. But in the middle of the service, we will be the ones that would experience the Lord in such a pleasure way. I don't know if you already uh, experienced something like that in your church or here in the message, but... Sometimes when we do something in the church and we serve genuinely, we, we surrender our gifts, our talents, we do something because we felt that the Lord is guiding us. And when we do it, there's a, a rejoice in our hearts. There is a, a portion of the Holy Spirit in our hearts that is fill us in a, such a powerful way that we want to do more for the Lord. I don't know if you have this feeling, but for many times we are so focused on our own lives. In our own business, in our own agendas, that we don't have the space to that. I remember a guy that came in my office in Lisbon when I was pastor there, and, and this guy was very sad. Every week he comes and goes off my office, uh, a, a lot of complaints, a lot of anxieties, a lot of problems. And it, in, in one of those days, I felt the Spirit calling me to take him to a, to a trip in the city. 
And we went to a, a place where a lot of homeless people used to live. And it was in the end of, uh, in the, end of the day. And we arrived there, a lot of people in very bad conditions. And this guy with me, a little bit afraid. And we start to talk with people. And one of those uh, receivers sat with us and we uh, talk about Jesus. We share Jesus with that man and, and the guy accept the Lord. Uh, the guy shared his struggles, his battles. And in the end of that day, that homeless guy invited myself and my friend to eat with him. And the guy opened uh, a kind of bag and take a, a few uh, food and share with us and we eat together in a very humble way in, a, in the streets, uh, uh, in the corner of a building. And when we went home, that guy was speechless in the car. That guy was rejoicing, that guy was happy, but speechless. And I asked him, what's going on? What's happening? And, and he told, Pastor, do you know that I'm so, I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm so feeling now. I, I'm so selfish. I'm so uh, embarrassed because for so many times I'm living my life in so selfish way that I can't see what the Lord's doing. And that the guy uh, returned to this mission to visit homeless people. But he found a joy that he uh, was not living before. And this joy is only found when we decide to commit ourselves to serve the Lord in mission. Uh, me and you and here in the message, we, we want to keep mission hot. But to be honest, this is something that we need to uh, search our hearts and, and ask about the level of commitment that we are willing to have with mission. Is mission for you just a part-time job, a full-time job, a moment in your agenda? Or are you willing to lay down your plans, your future, your ideals and say, Lord, I'm here to serve you. What matters, not my will, is yours. Are you willing to give all? Are you willing to step up and live the life that the Lord really promised you to live? Because there's a full life for each one of us. But a lot of us are not living this life because we not already step up and said, Lord, we are willing to do whatever you call us to do. We are willing to serve you in the way that you call us to serve. If it was one year, okay, two years, all right. If we are here, if we are in Asia, if we are in the other side of the world, Lord, here we are. Are we willing to sacrifice all to experience this joy of seeing the Lord? It's... There's so beautiful promise for us when we do it. If we seek the kingdom first, he will add whatever we need. If we uh, pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, so shall your light rise in the, dark, in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. There's a lot of blessings to those who are willing to live the life that Jesus are calling us to live. But we are, for so many reasons, are so afraid of so many things. We are afraid of our futures, afraid of being in lack of something. But the, there's this richness that only those who are willing to commit all will experience from the Lord. The second thing that we saw in Paul's life, in Paul's ministry, that is part of this full life, is a, a life lived by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are not called to live by our own, by our own strength, by our own capabilities. 
You could be good on, on something, but what really matters is not your abilities. What really matters is what the Lord is able to do. And sometimes as, as Christians, we are so uh, discussing if we can't or, we, or not to do this or that. Or we are trying to measure ourselves, looking in the mirror, saying, oh, I'm not so good to sing. I'm not so good to preach. I'm not so good to that. And we prefer to stand in the bench for several reasons. Because we look to ourselves instead to look to what the Lord is able to do. If the Lord is greater, if the Lord is powerful to save, if the message is not ours but from him, if we are people that will be guided, will be driven by the Holy Spirit, could you imagine what the Lord could do through your life? Could you imagine what God is able to do through a life of a man and a woman that's truly surrendered, that is truly guided by the power of the Holy Spirit? When we saw this text, Paul ministry started uh, there blessing the, the, those disciples and he teached, he uh, blessed those people. And after that, we heard this testimony that the whole region of Asia was uh, hearing about the word of the Lord. And this was, was amazing. But in verse 11 says, and God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. And we saw uh, uh, exorcism situation here in the chapter that a few of those wants to expel uh, a few things in the name of Jesus and uh, we read here that and the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered on them and overpowered them so that they fled out of those houses naked and wounded verse 17 and this became known to our residents of Ephesus both Jews and Greeks and the fear upon them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. And many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sign of all. And they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver or 15,000 drachmas. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. A revival was happening in Ephesus. And the first part of it is due to a commitment of people that is living fully the mission of the Lord, the ministry of the Lord. And the result is when the power of the Lord starts to, to be manifest in Ephesus, several powers was uh, challenges, challenges. And in these several challenges, we, we saw that uh, people begin to being free of, of a lot of stuff. Ephesus was famous due to the magical arts, materials, books, and this kind of stuff. And in the end of this chapter, in the journal of this chapter, tells us that through the several powers that was challenged by the power of the Holy Spirit on Ephesus, one of those powers was their pockets, money, their wealth. We knew that when revival uh, uh, starts, sometimes it starts in our mind level. We are understanding what the Lord is doing, what the Lord says, what the Lord is showing us. A second life would be a heart when we saw people really being touched in their hearts and changing their lives. But when we saw some people changing their, the way that they manage their money, their wealthy, we saw that the Lord is doing something extraordinary in this place. 
And we saw here uh, that a lot of people, when they heard about the message of the gospel, they are willing to confess. And we saw here in this text uh, a kind of uh, uh, public confession of many people surrendering their magical words, surrendering their books, surrendering all that was against Jesus and the gospel. And a lot of people delivered their lives to Jesus. The ministry of Paul impacted that region, blessed the life of many. But it's all fruit of a, a man that was willing to live the full life that the Lord asked him to do. So as you and I, we should ask ourselves if, if, if we are willing to live mission in this level of commitment. If you are understand that we are called to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, not our own power. And the final part would be we need to understand that a full life is a life of intimacy like never before. We could say that we know the Lord. We, we hear the verses. We are part of the church. As I, I was part of the church for many years since my childhood in, in, in Sunday school. But I met the Lord so deeply in, in the journey of the ministry, in the journey of mission. And this is the place where you and I will meet the Lord in such a deep way that we'll never be the same again. This level of intimacy will turn, us, turn our, our, our backs from the world and we will be facing the Lord, looking to the Lord, contemplating the Lord and perceiving that who is greater than anything else is the Lord. I don't know if you saw, but a lot of what we know today and we, we saw a lot of people with inflated egos, arrogance, ministers that we use the word of God with arrogance or, or trying to defiate the others, challenge the others. But one of the marks of the true disciples is humility. Humility is the fruit of those uh, that are in the presence of the Lord because we saw the one that is greater than us. We saw continually to that one that it will be uh, the one forevermore. And you and I need to be very aware in the way that we are living this life. The good news or the bad news is you have only one life. <laughs> you need to show as well the way that you will live. A lot of you are a little bit younger. A lot of us are a little bit older. But the, the problem continues to be the same. We have a amazing promises of the Lord. He's calling us to live a life in such a way that not only us will be blessed and hugely touched by the Lord, but we also be a blessed for others. Or we could live a empty life where we'll be living, running through our old desires, our dreams, trying to do the best what, of what we have or, or using the cards that we have in the deck not knowing that there's a life that the Lord is asking us to live. I don't know you, but the Lord wants to use you. The Lord wants to use you more. The Lord wants to uh, bless you in such a way that you become a bless for many. But the question is, are we willing to live the life in the way that the Lord are asking us to live? Seek the kingdom implies that we need to leave all behind. Abandon, deny ourselves implies that we kill a lot of bad stuff or, or dreams or, or bad wills in our lives. And 
and to surrender it all to Jesus. How are you today? Are you with a satisfied heart saying, Lord, I'm living the full life today. I'm full, Lord. I'm ready to go to heaven. Or are you searching your heart and say, Lord, there's so many that I want to experience with you. There's so many that I read in the scriptures and I want to live because if it's there and if the others live it, so why I'm not living? And the answer is because there's a lot of stuff that we need to step up and say, Lord, your promise is greater, but it's time to have a, a greater commitment to what you say. It's time to step up and say, Lord, I don't want to do it by my strength. I want to do by yours. It's time to say, Lord, I don't want to walk by my mind, my knowledge, my understanding, but I want to walk day by day in intimacy, knowing you, facing you, being magnified by your glory day by day. How was your heart today? Are you living a full life? Or is there, or there uh, a lot of stuff that you need to do, a lot of things that you need to change to finally live this life that Jesus promised to live? I would like to invite you and let's pray together for a moment. The Lord is calling us. Let's stand up. The Lord is calling us. The Lord is inviting us to this adventure. This adventure that sometimes we have the butterflies in our bellies and we, Lord, we say, Lord, but how it will, will be doing or how, how it will work? Lord, and the Lord will call us to, to trust in him, to believe in him. The Lord will say, I will be the provider. I will be your God. I will show you my goodness. I will be with you like never before. We have a lot of fears, we have a lot of doubts, we have a lot of plans. And there's no other place than this place of surrender when we say, Lord, here we are. Take our lives, receive, Lord, our, our hearts, our minds, our future, our days, our breath, our time. And help us to use and live in such a way that not only us will experience you so deeply, but others will be touched by you. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, here we are, Lord, in your presence. We recognize that we are flaws people. God. We have a lot of flaws, a lot of, uh, a lot of problems, a lot of barriers, a lot of fears, a lot of doubts. But in your presence, we, we want to throw all, all it all. We want to say, Lord, we want to give you all that we are. We want to give you all that we possess. We want to give all the, our times. And please, Lord, use for your glory. Help us to live this full life in, in the way that we will see you and the people will see you through our lives too. So bless my brothers and sisters, Lord, in this morning, help us to stand up and be, Lord, the beacons of you in this generation. Be the people that will show your goodness in this generation. Help us, Lord, and bless us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support our work or even get involved with one of our teams. We also have another podcast called The Flow Podcast where we share stories and testimonies of the amazing things that God's doing in people's lives. Search for The Flow Podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Thanks for listening.